During this series, we have talked a lot about teamwork. We've talked about some very key elements of teamwork. Uh, we've talked about the attitude needed to be part of a good team, um, can, uh, to be a contributing team member. We've also talked about needed leadership traits uh, that inspire teamwork, which include building trust and affirming uh, work and effort and being good communicators, among other things. One of the things that we also need in teamwork that we are going to be talking about today is recognition. Recognition, uh, as leaders and teammates, we need to recognize others for the work that they do and for other things that we come to appreciate about them. To see just how important the recognition can be, I have prepared a little video for you. And when I say I prepared a video, I mean I just found it on YouTube. So let's take a look at that real quick. Okay, so I know that was a lot of reading. I apologize for that. But it had some very important, very strong, very good numbers. Uh, and those numbers, uh, obviously the MGM is specific to that and Delta is specific to Delta. But the rest of those numbers are pretty much the same across all industry. That when we as people and as managers and as leaders recognize our employees, it increases productivity, it increases engagement, and people are happier. People are happier. Okay, so we saw there 65% of employees last year said they got no recognition whatsoever. But it also, when, when people were recognized, it increased engagement by up to 60%. Those are huge numbers. The main goal here is for our revenue to move from 714 million to 1 billion next year. That's what we're trying to do. That's a joke. That's a joke. We're not close to that number. But recognition is key. Recognition is important in teamwork. It's important in work. And it's important in life. Here's the thing. Recognition is also a command of Scripture. If we look at Romans 13, 7, this is what it says. It says, Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Recognition is a great way to pay our debt to a team member. Now, team members, they, we owe them for their work. Right? If you work as part of Crosspoint, if you work towards anything in this church, we owe you a debt of, of at the very least, gratitude. Okay? And so when we can't pay our employees, or we don't pay our employees, or even if we do pay our employees, recognition needs to be a part of our system. We need to be able to recognize those people that are a part of our team. It's a great way to pay the debt that we owe them. Hopefully, everyone in this room has experienced recognition at some time or, or another, right? You've been recognized for something some, one time or another. I know for me, so one of the most special times of my life actually happened recently and in this very church. Uh, at the end of Shane's time here, one of the things he did, one of our team members, he's got these little Oscars. You guys remember this? If you were there, he got these little Oscars, and, and these Oscars were to hand out awards to, uh, to other people in the congregation who had helped or impressed us or done certain things. And and I didn't think much of it. I, I, you know, I wasn't really thinking anything about it. Uh, and that's until Dave came uh, up, and Dave grabbed an Oscar, and he spoke about an individual, and he was saying some really wonderful, nice things about the person and about their heart and about the way that uh, they devoted themselves to the church and all that stuff. And it, it just, I was like, yeah, man, this person sounds like a really good deal. Dave's doing a good thing. And then he said my name, and I cried like a little baby uh, because I wasn't, yeah, thank you, because I wasn't ready for that, right? But, but that recognition, it... it even unexpected, it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. And, and it, it did a thing like, you know, a lot of times people wonder, does anybody see what I'm doing? Or does anybody see the effort I'm putting forward? Or, or do they really understand what's taking place here? Like, like, is it seen? 
is it seen? And, and, and Dave doing that, that confirmed that for me. Now, I'm talking about a personal instance here. That confirmed that for me, that yes, my effort's seen, the things that I'm trying to do are seen, they're appreciated. And you know what it did for me? It, like, made my commitment that much stronger. I became more engaged. I doubled down on my efforts. I, I continued to try to do things. I even looked for ways to improve the things I was doing in the church, all because Dave had a couple minutes of nice words to say about me. It made a huge impact. It made a huge difference. And we can be that for people around us. See, a lot of times we recognize things in people, things that we appreciate, things that we think are good, and we just don't ever say it. Kind of keep it to ourselves. It's like, oh, I saw Amanda do this thing, and it was really great. That's awesome. But we don't ever, like, step up to the plate and just say, hey, Amanda, I, I think you're doing a wonderful job with this, and I just want you to know I'm impressed. One of the people who's great at that here, in case you didn't know, is Jake Wilburn as he came up here and gave props to the band. But he, he's just constantly recognizing effort. And it, it's a thing. It gets contagious, right? Like Jake sees effort in other people, and he, he's one of the first ones to come out and say, look, I just I saw this, and I think this is awesome. I almost fell off the stage right there, in case you're wondering. He's like, I think that, that that's just great. I want you to know that I see it, and I appreciate it. And it's like, yeah, we do too. Like everybody starts to recognize, yeah, they are doing all that, and that is awesome. And those things are contagious. They spread. We see recognition in the Bible in, in Daniel, in the story of Daniel. In chapter 6, 21 through 28, this is what it said. Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. Now, this is after uh, Daniel had been thrown in the lion's den, and this is the next day when the king comes to check on Daniel. It says, They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. That's him talking to the king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. This is a little rough. Uh, and before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Uh, then King Darius wrote to all the nations and the peoples of every language in all the earth, and he said, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is li the living God, and he endures forever in his kingdom, will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. His rescues, he rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. So here's Daniel. Daniel is, is a man of God. He's a Jew. He's living in a foreign land. He's serving under a foreign king. And in, in, in this realm where, where he's living, there was a decree that there was a, a law that once a decree was made, you couldn't take it back. So Daniel's working for the king. And Daniel is, again, I said, not a man who's from this region. And so uh, he's put up in a very high position in the kingdom. And all these other men who are from that region say, oh, this is not cool. Like, they get mad about it. And so they come up with a way that they're going to get Daniel killed, basically. They're going to get him in the lion's den, and, and he's going to die, and then one of them will get their positions, and they'll remove this foreigner from among their midst. And Daniel uh, hasn't done anything wrong. He's just continued to praise God. He hasn't done anything against the king. The king doesn't want to put Daniel in the den, but as we said, he made a decree, and the decree said because of what Daniel did, praising a different God than the king said you must praise, he had to throw Daniel in the lion's den. So he's, the king's not happy about this, but he has no choice. He made the decree, decree's law, can't take it back, this is what's going to take place. 
So he throws Daniel in the lion's den, and he, I, I am imagining rat, just not sleeping that night, kind of pacing back and forth, like, what did I do? I can't believe this. I don't want Daniel to be hurt. I don't want Daniel to be dead. Like, they, they starve these lions. They put them in the den. So whenever you put something in there, they're going to eat. So Daniel gets thrown in the den. The next day, the king comes, and Daniel's just chilling. Hey, Darius. How's it going? Right? And so he pulls them out, and there's not even a scratch, not one. Like, not even like Daniel, like, scratch his arm on the way down. He's fine. Everything's good. The king sits there and he's like, man, look at Daniel. Like, look at Daniel. Look at what Daniel did. Daniel, Daniel didn't fight on this. Daniel went to the lion's den. We said he went to the lion's den. He had faith in his God. Everything's okay. He's just fine. So they bring the people who falsely accuse him and they throw them in the den because that was the punishment and they all get killed. Darius recognizes in this instance, look how awesome Daniel is, but more importantly, look how awesome Daniel's God is. Like everything that Daniel has said is true. It holds up, right, to, to what he said. And so he makes a new decree that everybody has to revere and honor Daniel's God. He sends it out to all the kingdom. And Daniel, a Jew in a foreign land, prospers throughout his life. But he's recognized for the way that he lived, he's recognized because he was honest and the things that he did and said would come to happen came to happen. When we recognize good things in other people, we need to recognize those things publicly. We need to recognize those things publicly. That's what recognition is. Recognition is so important because recognition builds team spirit. Okay, recognition builds team spirit. Everyone. Every single person in this room, every single person not in this room, every person deserves to know why their job is important and that their effort is appreciated. Everybody deserves that. Those are two things that everyone should have. When we recognize the work of others, we encourage them to do the same, and it brings us together, as we talked about with Jake. It becomes contagious. Recognition, one of my analogies here, I love these, is like the mortar that holds all the bricks together, Right? It's what makes us a wall. You can stack up a whole bunch of bricks, but with no mortar, you can knock them right over. But recognition is one of those things that glues us together and, and makes people excited about their work and engages people in their work and produces itself over and over and over again in productivity. In John chapter 12, verse 1 through 8, it says that six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived. Whom Jesus had raised from the dead. That was all one thought. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor, and Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. When Mary took out a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, surprise, surprise, who was later to betray him, objected. And he said, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself with what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for my day of burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will, never, you will not always have me. So first things first, this is coming from Judas. So take that for what it's worth, right? Like Judas betrays Jesus. He's not a very good guy. He's dipping his hand into the money bag for all the you know, disciples and stuff. So Judas is not like above par here. But Judas 
could have caused division among the group of disciples. He could have. He could have, he could have caused some quarreling and some fighting, and you know, other people would have said, hey, like, yeah, he's right. That's a year's worth of wages. It's pure nard right there. Good. I'm glad somebody. Anybody else think of the office when I say nard? All I could think of this whole week was nard dog. Like, I just, the whole time, he just kept popping up in my head, and I was like, I am getting nowhere with this sermon. Sorry. Back on track. And so, that could have caused real issues. It really could have. Everybody could have, you know, there could have been infighting and problems and, and people saying, well, you know, even, even some people it could have caused confusion because some people would have been looking at her and saying, well, this is a good thing she's doing. Like, she's doing this for Jesus. She's giving a year's worth of wages for Jesus, preparing him for burial if they understood even what was happening. And then they could have been confused by it. Well, maybe Jesus has a point. Maybe that's not a good thing. But Jesus is quick to recognize her efforts. He's quick to say, no, she's doing an extremely good thing here. When we recognize the efforts of our employees or of our team members, of our friends or anybody else, we're confirming for them that they're doing a good job. We're confirming for them that they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. We're confirming for them that their work is acceptable. We're confirming for them that we are appreciative and even proud of what it is that they have done. It's a key element to teamwork. It's something that we have to do. Now, I am well aware, and my wife pointed this out to me multiple times this week, that this sermon may sound an awful lot like the one we did on affirmation, right? Affirmation and, um, what am I saying here? Recognition um, can seem very similar, right? They can seem very similar. Affirmation, affirmation what, why can't I talk? Affirmation and recognition are similar. The difference is that affirmation is a, an emotional support, Right? It's encouraging continued action where recognition is an official approval. It's a public celebration of an act. So we can affirm each other one-on-one, right? Like I can affirm you one-on-one. I can come up to any one of you and say, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. And that is affirming your work. That's, that's a good thing. Recognition can also affirm work, but recognition is a public celebration of a person's actions. And that is something that we need to do and have in teamwork. We need to make a big deal about good things that people do. Because then it encourages others to do that. It encourages the person who's doing a good thing to continue to do it. And it tells everyone in the company or everyone on the team, hey, this is an awesome thing. Look at this. We want to celebrate this. If you do stuff like this, you'll be celebrated too. It tells everybody that we see what you're doing. We recognize what you're doing. We appreciate what you're doing. Recognition is key, and it is different than affirmation. Good thing about both of them is they both silence critics, right? They both silence critics because a lot of times people can criticize or they can nitpick or they can say, well, I don't think this person's doing that or this person's doing enough of this. Recognition, affirmation, they automatically put an end to that. So again, another thing they have in common, another good thing that they do, and another thing that's important in teamwork. Recognition is also good because it lets people know exactly where they stand. Let's look at Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, and this is what it says. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do you say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? This is to all the prophets, to, to, to all the disciples. 
Then Simon Peter speaks up and he answers, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone, then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So Jesus here recognizes Peter in front of the other 12 disciples because Peter fully understands who Jesus is. Makes it a little more depressing that a little later, Peter denies Jesus three times. But even so, see, even so, Jesus knows what's going to happen. Jesus knows that Peter is going to betray him three times. Jesus knows that he's going to reject him. Jesus also knows that Peter is the rock on which he will build his church. He literally calls him, uh, when he says, you are Peter, he's literally saying, you are the rock. Petros, Greek, it's, it, it's what it is. You are the rock. You are going to be the foundation for which my church is built. Think about the size of the church. Think about the size of the Christian church. I'm talking, I'm talking about every denomination, every region, every country. Think about the size of the church. All of that. All of that was formed on the back of Peter. All of that. Jesus is recognizing who Peter is. Jesus is recognizing what Peter's done. Jesus recognizes that, that even, even God has, in a way, chosen Peter because God has revealed to him who Jesus is. You think that it meant a lot to Peter that he was recognized in front of the other disciples? See, I don't think Peter was seeking that out. I don't think that Peter was like, I'm going to give this answer and Jesus is going to pat me on the back. I think Jeter, uh, Jeter, good grief. I think Derek Jeter, good guy, has nothing to do with this story. I think Peter looked at this situation and just gave an honest answer from his heart and was like, Jesus, you're the Messiah. You're the Messiah. If we do work as people, if we do work for recognition, then we're going to miss the mark oftentimes, Right? We're going to miss the mark oftentimes because we're going to be trying to like do things to get the award or get the pat on the back and, and we maybe will miss a key element to the work that needs to be done. But if we just work from the heart, if we just look to, to fill a need when we see a need, if we just look to do the best of our ability with whatever task that comes and is placed in front of us, then the recognition would, should, and most likely will come. In life, when you do things that are right, the one person that I can guarantee you will never, ever, ever not recognize you is Jesus. Jesus and God will always recognize every good thing that it is that you do. So when the world around you, you feel like, man, I'm not appreciated, nobody's seeing what I'm doing, nobody is affirming me, nobody's, nobody's recognizing me, no one's, no one's saying, hey, this is a good thing that you're doing, Jesus and God will always see that. They will always see the good that you're doing. Always. And that will be recognized. Just like it was for Peter. Just like, just like Jesus said, hey, whatever you say is going to be on earth will be in heaven. Listen, we, all of us, are living life for the end result. 
whether you know that and you've accepted that yet, we're all living life for the end result. And the end result is to be told at the end of the day to be recognized by God that you've done a good job. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's the end goal. It's the last thing that God does before we get into heaven. It's like the final confirmation step. Jesus recognizes us. God recognizes us. He lets us know, you have done a good job. You've done a good job. As people who are supposed, are, are supposed to reflect Jesus, are supposed to reflect God, we need to make that a key element of our lives as well. Right? I told you that, all, that this series, it, it applies to any team that you may have. So whether that's your family unit or that's a work thing or that's a church thing or whatever it is that you can apply this to, it applies to every direction. So when you see your, your husband doing a good thing, you recognize it in front of the kids. You make a big deal about it, right? Dad got a promotion at work. We're going to have a, a, a dinner tonight. We're going to celebrate. Or, hey, mom got an award here and, and we're going to celebrate that too. We're going to go out for ice cream later. We're going we're gonna to make a big deal about it. And then it, that just spreads, and then it gets the idea in your kid's heart, hey, when I do a good job, when I do the things that I'm supposed to do, it will be recognized, and we're going to celebrate it. And that inspires, and that encourages, and that engages. We don't function in a church without having teams that function as a team. And we need to recognize one another when others are worthy of their recognition. And that applies all throughout. Train whistle again? Okay. Prayer. Let's pray. No. Dear Lord, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. God, we ask that you make us people who not just see the work of others and not just recognize that internally, God, but, but make us people that celebrate the accomplishments of others. Make us people that have joy for others when others do a good job. Let us be people that have the courage uh, to, to announce that, to say to everyone, hey, I just want you all to know that this person here, I recognize that they're doing a good job and I want you all to know it. Help us to be people that have your heart, that have your mind. God, help us to love others. Help us to, to be good teammates, good leaders, not just in our church, but in the world around us. Help us to be people who, at the end of the day, are like you. Because that's what's really important. That's what we all really want. We ask all these things in your son's name. Amen.